Welcome to the Unpopular Opinion Show. I'm T Storm, alongside my my homie DJ Mike Swift. Today we're joined by my wife, Miss Kaylee G, who also is the co-host of the Forever Ever podcast. You can check that out on foreverever.com. And if you want to hear some of the things we talked about previously. If you're just hearing this for the first time, welcome. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on all socials at Unpoppin' Show. We jump right now into episode 24, part two. Without further ado, let's go. I think um, you need to say clearly what happened. Who gives a fuck? I can't be personally kick Candace Owens and her stinky cray cray. I know this is going to be a lot of okay. Let's keep this shit funky. Can I tell a dumb racist joke that I told last night at the bar? Oh, boy. That, yes. Oh, hang on. Hang on. I want to hear your bar story. Hold on. Hang on. Wait, I'm, I'm looking for a specific sound effect here. Um, <laughs> here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to um, introduce you. Oh, God. Uh, stand by for Mike Swift's racist bar joke. <laughs> So I'm sitting at the bar last night. I'm with my my dude. So I I know a few people who work in the industry, and I've been talking to them about how to relight this space. So with you know we, we're adding cameras and different stuff and new mics and all that shit. So I need to light the space. So I'm talking to my dude, and we're talking about lighting the space. And it's getting pretty late, and I'm ready to go. So I said uh, I looked at the bartender. I said, um, "Can you can you bring me my tab?" And the guy I'm talking to says, no, may you bring me my tab? And I said, um, when did he turn into uh, an Asian chick? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Swift's racist joke. <laughs> racist bar joke. Damn. Oh, God. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. <laughs> I was uh, there was some there was some race some some racist stuff I was thinking uh, terrible racist stuff I don't think I want to even repeat right now because <laughs> racism can be funny but repeating it to you know what I mean might might make some people feel a, a kind of way but uh. <laughs> I don't even know how I got onto that uh, <laughs> may you may you really <laughs> well right. it's a good segue. Mm-hmm. to um, what it's like, you know, to, to talk white privilege. And, you know, look, I'm the person who very rarely, if ever, throws that around. And when people throw it out there, I call them to the mat to say, all right, define it, show it to me, right? Mm-hmm. There was a, a guy who got pulled over uh, by the police. His name is, uh, where is it? Mike Ecker or something like that. Merrick Burr is his name. Merrick Burr. Sounds very white gentleman. This white gentleman was pulled over by the police. Mm -hmm. Uh, T, do you have that video? Because I would rather people just see it than me tell it. It and let me preface this by saying, in my opinion, this is the epitome of white privilege. And if that dude had been any other race, he would be dead. (laughs) He would be dead. I'm surprised he could get in and out of his car with the size of his balls. <laughs> it's just, you haven't seen this, this video, Kaylee. It's, boy. I heard the audio. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> oh 
All right, bear with me as um, for those who are listening, you will hear the audio as soon as I can skip the ad. Stand by. Hang on. That, that, that's not going to work. Share the screen. Um, damn. I'm having problems with my um computer here. Hold on, guys. Computer hates you. It does. It's not letting <laughs> me do a bunch of shit that I, I normally can do. Can you play from your end? Because I'm at my goddamn. I can play the audio, but uh, the video. I can not play from here, shit. but you guys won't hear the audio. Um. That's not it's not working out for me. Can you hear that? Yeah, I can hear that. All right, well, I'll play the audio. You can hear it and, and you know. So already, ten seconds in would have been over if he was a black dude. He has a gun. He's not complying. He's resisting arrest. Then he threatens to shoot the cop. Wow. All right, I've seen enough. God damn it. So I've seen enough. Yeah, did you, yeah. That, did you hear been, him say, "I will shoot you"? Yes, yeah. threaten to shoot yeah, the cop. That. Yeah. yeah. So, so how this uh, for for everybody in audio and video, I'm going to play the whole thing. But for um, how this ended, he told them, "I have rights. Uh, you're not arresting me. I'm putting my hands back on the wheel." And I'm leaving. He closed the door, put his hands on the wheel, and drove away. And they didn't shoot not they one shot. Shoot him. They didn't fire not one shot. Now mm. let me. Had that been a black man? No, wait, wait. Let me, let me, let me, um, let me uh, help you visualize this. I mean, black man in the car, pulled over by police. Sir, put your hands on the steering wheel. I need your li- I need your license or registration. Man, fuck you. And that's the end of that. Yeah. Well, I have one correction. That yeah. wasn't enough shots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would have you know, been way more shots. That's a that's a trip. I mean, now I did see another video of I think there's a brother in Atlanta that did something similar black man um i think he was in a car with another woman if i remember correctly and he ultimately drove off 
and and let the cops on a a a, 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 a car chase, and he was uh, arrested as a, at his apartment later and survived. Um, so it's possible, but rare, not likely, for for Ooh. police to handle the situation with you know such care or sensitivity mm. or patience, whatever you want to call it that. Um, and I, I adamantly advise brothers, sisters not to try it. You, Don't you know try this. Saying? This is not an instructional video. Do not yeah, fucking man. do this. <laughs> That's crazy. But more yes. often, more often than that, and, and it's not like, and, okay, and for, there's going to be folks that go, oh, white folks get shot by the police too. Yes. Yes. Again, it's rare. Yeah. It's rare, and 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 when you, you when you compare the numbers, black where what thirteen percent of the the population, <laughs> and our numbers compared to white folks getting shot by the police, those numbers statistically are higher than white people. Which, you know, it's it, that's an argument I don't even want to have. But at wow. the very least, like if someone doesn't agree with the use of the term rare, at the very least, you have to agree to the term disproportionate. Yes, there we go. It's absolutely disproportionate. So um, for for everybody, just because there was a lot of noise in that, they were obviously on the side of the road. This guy gets pulled over. He's in his vehicle. His window is down. His hands are up. He is a white gentleman. The two cops are white. One of them has a body cam. They come up to the car to license registration. One of the cops comes up to the car, license registration, the whole thing, um, and asks the guy to turn his vehicle off. The guy, he refused to turn his vehicle off. Um, so the other cops walking up with the body cam and that's where it starts. The officer says, he, you know, he refused to turn his vehicle off and the body cam officer says, well, that's his right. That's fine. Um, okay. and they're talking to him and they see the gun, his gun on the seat. And they're like, oh, you got a gun in there. You got a gun in there. And he's like, yeah, I have a constitutional right to have a gun. And one of the cops okay. says, do you have a concealed carry permit? And the guy responds, it's not concealed. You can see it right, right on yeah. the seat. At which right. point he reaches for it, I guess mm. out of instinct to say it's over here. He wasn't reaching to pull it to shoot. And that's when the, the, the first cop on the scene loses it. He pulls his weapon. He's pointing it at the guy in the car. The other officer pulls his weapon. And now the driver is like, uh, yeah, y'all got y'all weapons pulled. And they say, well, step out. He's like, no, I'm not stepping out. You got your weapons pulled on me. Um, I'm in danger and I feel I'm feel like my life is threatened. I'll shoot you. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> and that's when I'm like, okay, I get it, right? Everything the guy in the car said is correct. You you it's not concealed. He has a right um to have it. But is your desire to be right? Does that supersede your desire to live? Right. Right. Because they could have shot him dead and easily had said he had a gun in the car. He reached for the gun. We shot him. And they would have got away with it. And here's my point. Because he wasn't a a brown man, they didn't. They could have. They did not. They exercised restraint on their their end. And so, and, and you know, because... I want to be clear to you know to brothers that go oh they should they should treat us all like, yeah they should but they don't but they don't and they had the right to shoot them they could have right they they, they would have that, 
that would have been a clean shoot. They they would have been they would have gotten away with that. So I, I think what it is, I think it's kind of a foundational thing, right? It's they probably felt safer with that white guy with a gun on the seat than they would with a black guy with a gun on the seat. Just because of how this country, and we talked about this with either last week or the week before, how this country portrays black people, people of right, color, yeah. especially black men as an inherent threat because you are a black man. Um, so they, I think they would have been quicker to draw, quicker to shoot because they would have been more afraid. Yeah. And it's unwarranted fear. Have you seen um, the documentary 13th? I haven't watched it yet. Watch There's that quite tonight. quite a few things. I've heard, I, I've, I've heard about it. My sons have even watched it. Kelly, have you checked it out? No. You uh, my son's have watched, to watch that. <laughs> and I'm familiar with the 13th. You know, I, 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 I get the concept. It's just very triggering to see certain, some of these things on. You know what I mean? For me, it's very triggering. I've had run-ins with uh, first of all I'm not a felon <laughs> um I've owned and let's owned, put that out there first own uh <laughs> weapons legally owned right and have been pulled over when especially when I, when I lived in Georgia have been pulled over with my weapon in the car out in, in Georgia okay just to say in Georgia I don't know what was was that the that circumstance what that what did that take place was I think that, that was in Cleveland in Cleveland okay in certain states um you don't need to have a license to conceal. You don't need to have a license to to carry a weapon. You need a license to conceal it. Georgia right. is one of those states. I learned that early. I talked to police, learned that early, and I would drive, when, especially when I was leaving clubs by myself with large sums of money on me or whatever the case. I could have it locked and, you know, com- you know, I could have it out, cocked, loaded in my lap because I'm black. I never did that. It'd be in the seat. And there were times that I got pulled, I got pulled over within the seat. In fact, one time I was pulled over for some reason, my license was suspended from like a taillight something or whatever the case. They didn't arrest me. They told me I couldn't drive because I wasn't aware. It was, you know, this, this cop chose not to arrest and lock me up. But he did say, I can't let you drive the car. We have to tow your car. And so they mm-hmm. towed the car. I had to call my man, Jay Butter, Jay Butter, shout out to Jay to come pick me up from the police station. Again, I was not under arrest. When Jay came to come get me, they gave me back my my gun and kept the car. And when I had to go with him to go pick the car up with a licensed driver to pick my car up. I I, I say all that to say, I've had, you know, I, I know better. I understand the risk of driving, of being, you know, having a weapon in the car legally, and still being afraid for my life, you know, when, with dealing with police, it happened in Pennsylvania. I, and we have we have concealed we have concealed licenses. I got into a car accident. They asked me for a license. I pulled over. The dude had hit me, um, and I pulled out my driver's license, and my concealed license was behind it. And the cop saw it in my wallet and asked me, "Do you have a weapon on you?" And it made me nervous. For a split second, like I was nervous for a second because I did have it just not on me concealed. It was in the car and he put and I guess he saw my face, you know, my my reaction and he put me at ease. No, you're okay to have it. I just want to know if you have it on you. And I was like, no, it's Which in the car. Which is fair. Yeah. And I was like, no, it's in the car. And he did it. And he like he was very perceptive. He, he realized that, you know, 
you know, what was happening within my facial expression <laughs> within a second. Yeah. He's like, you got a gun? And I'm like, uh, it's okay. It's okay for you to have it. I just want to know if you have it on you. I say, no, it's in the car. Okay, fine. And we continued. You know what I mean? So, that, you know, that, and those are, you know, the, those are police that care to make you comfortable. Mm-hmm. There's well, some that I mean, don't. it's, it's in their own self-interest, right? It should be like two dudes with guns who don't know each other and it's a heightened situation and adrenaline is pumping. That has the potential, just what it is, has the potential to go bad, right? Yeah. So if the one who is supposed to be of authority in that scenario, and for everybody listening, I put air quotes on that, uh, um, it's kind of incumbent on them to lead that situation with a certain amount of peace and calm and hey we gonna stay right here right yeah. <laughs> we gonna stay right here you got your gun i got my gun i'm just gonna give you this little damn ticket and <laughs> you can go on about your <laughs> way and i can go home about. and fuck my wife right like oh my goodness or husband depending on what you went to it's you know hey, you know it's 2020 you know it's, right, right. <laughs> um yeah, I can go so. home and use my pistol. Oh. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> hey, did I just ever tell you about the time my my wife slapped a cop? Wait, what? Why? Uh, no, but I would love to hear this story. Kelly, would you like to tell this story? No. You, you, you gonna let, you, you gonna let me do it? You just came out of nowhere with that. Well, we're talking about police and making people comfortable <laughs> and all the you know and privilege and all these different things. Oh. I figured out, you know. Why not? Would you would you care to jump in? I, I'll jump in at any point if you like. No? Once upon a time, here's what happened. Uh-huh. And I know you're going to yeah, put in, in yeah, some stuff no. in there in case no. I miss anything. We were living in New York City. We were living in Brooklyn. <sighs> we were commuting to Manhattan. Um, and Kaylee. I was running late for work. There we go. Okay, I was running for, late for work. Stressing. Stressing. Because I'm like, I got to get to work. I got to get to work. And so I finally, Terrence and I usually um, walk out together. And so I'm like, listen, I can't wait for you. I got to get to the train station and everything. So I get there and swipe my Metro card, about to get on the train, but the doors are closing. And so usually in New York, people will put their foot in between the, the, the train doors, you know, the whole doors open or whatever. And so I put my door in between, I mean, I mean, my foot in between the doors, try to open the doors, but there's a cop in the train. Cop is trying to push me out. And I, <laughs> the adrenaline <Okay>. kicks in <clears throat> and I put my hand in through the door and I didn't exactly hit him. Yeah. I didn't hit the cop. Mm-hmm. Your honor. I, <laughs> you know, I just kind of slapped him. Kind of. And so I was still so mad that I'm like, I got to get on the next train because I was still looking for the cop. Mm-hmm. I was really upset. Okay, you ready for me now? Okay, so this morning, <laughs> this particular morning, um, we're leaving out for whatever reason. I usually <laughs> left out, I think I left out earlier than, than my wife and she left out. But in any case, she was running late. 
And I'm saying to, I'm trying to get my wife's attention to get her to chill out because she is stressing on getting to work on time, but she's already late. So rushing to the, I'm like, yo, chill, you're already late. Just call, let them know you're going to be in. You're going to be when you, you go, you're going to get there when you get there. You stressing and hurting yourself is not going to make it any better. That's nope. how I look at it. She didn't look at it this way and was rushing off to the train and ran ahead and da 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 da. She had an attitude with me because she was late. She had an attitude with the world <laughs> and got into the train, got down to the subway. By the, you know, by the time she got to the train, like she said, the doors were closing. I wasn't too far behind. The doors closed and I got there in time to see have her uh, see her foot in between the doors as she said. Train is not moving because the doors aren't all the way closed and there's a cop mm-hmm. on the other side of the door saying, hey, move your foot. The doors, you know, she's like, I'm trying to get on the train. He's like, they're not going to open the doors. Move your foot. No, I just, I'm trying to get on the train. She's back and forth with the cop. I show up and he's like, I, right, you know what? You know, now he's going to do something about it. And he reaches... I think he reached. He, he reached his hand out the door or something. Yeah, oh, he cheated. He, he reached it to grab her. Now I'm now I'm standing there with this man grabbing my wife. Fuck that as a cop. It's a man grabbing my wife now, and he grabs her, and I'm I'm, I'm tight with her. But fuck that. There's a man grabbing onto my wife now. Right. And so now he has my full attention, and she reaches in and pops him. And he lets go, and I, you know, he pulls a, she pulls a foot out the door, and I'm waiting, now I'm waiting for the doors to open, and it's on, but they don't, and the train pulls off. <laughs> and so when the doors, when the doors pulled off, you know, my adrenaline starts to subside just a little bit, but now I'm, now I'm pissed off. Because you just put me in a situation where it was not going to be good. Right? Um, right. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> let me say this. I'm glad y'all both survived that encounter. <laughs> yeah. Because yes. yeah. yeah. it could have ended differently. Yeah. Very. And we um, had to have that, we, we had to have that convo afterwards because I don't think I don't, at that point, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Kaylee, I don't think Kaylee even understood that dynamic. No, at that point, I did not. Because I told her, you know, her actions put me in jeopardy because there's no way I could just stand by yeah. and let something happen to you. So I would have had, I would have been required to react, uh, you know what I'm saying, yeah. violently, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, you know, it could have at best ended with me be, being arrested at worst ended with me being killed. Yep. And we had this, we had that convo later and I, I think it took weeks for it to seep in <laughs> to, okay, to really understand where I was coming from, what I was saying. Cause I may, maybe initially when I was pissed off, I don't think I explained it very well initially. But we had that we had that conversation several times over the next few weeks, and now we can laugh about it. Yeah, now we can laugh about it because and, and it started off with the, the time my wife my wife slapped the cop. You gonna stop telling that story? I think so much about that story. <laughs> there are so many thoughts. Um, the first one is there was a song, and I want to say it was Destiny's Child, and one of the lyrics in the song was, "I need a, a man who would." die for me or ride for me or something like that 
And I remember whoever I was seeing at the time was listening to that song and they said, yeah, 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 that's what I need. And I said, I need a woman who wouldn't put me in that situation, mm-hmm. right? Would I, would I take a bullet for you? Yeah. Would I take a ass whooping for you? Yeah. But it's got to be the last resort, right? Yeah. I, I'm not going to take an ass whooping because you was just mad, right? <laughs> you was just mad that day. Um, so it's a, it's, a, it's a very interesting dynamic. Um, I'm happy to hear that story in a world where the narrative is that black men don't protect black women. Right. And, and here I am sitting and I'm talking to a black man who was about to fight a cop for his wife. Yeah. 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 I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's a lot of dudes out there who's going to be fighting a cop. Right? Yeah. And we, was, and, and we was in Brooklyn. We are in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So there are other cops around. It wouldn't have been a fair fight. No. You know no, what I'm saying? you would have been on the news, bro. And I made the news. All types of stuff. I mean, all types of shit would have, could have happened, happened behind that. You know what I mean? The, imagine what the narrative would have been. <laughs> you know what I mean? Crazed but, black couple assaults a <laughs> cop in the subway. That would have right, been right, the, the yeah. headline. And yep. they, they had your mug shots on TV like. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate I would have been all swole. <laughs> look, look like Mitch Green. Oh, God. <laughs> the, eye, the eye tells the story for you. I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So I, I, oh. I, I stole I stole that joke. That Steve Harvey famously told the story of Mitch Green yeah. beat up by one uh, <laughs> Mister Mike Tyson. Yeah, right, 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 right. But yeah, so we've matured since then. You know, what I mean, right, um, Kelly? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. That, that didn't sound real believable. We have, we have, we have. No, no, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, sure, yeah, good. What he said, (laughs) man. Um, shout out to uh, Tiger, who is um doing his part to protect black women. Um, or kind of, sort of, not really, um, not even close. Digital pimping at its best. Uh, Mike, would you Mm -hmm. care to elaborate? Yeah. So. Uh, and again, I'm I'm old and out of touch, so I, I'm not super familiar with all of these people. I'm familiar with him just, you know, from the antics and the association with the Kardashians and all that stuff. But Tyga um, has started a modeling agency. Uh, what is the name of this mess? Uh, I need hoes dot com. Oh, <laughs> no, that's my website. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about for my garden. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Sure. No. Yeah. The gar- garden hose. Uh, uh, the, no, he started a, a, a modeling agency. It's called Too Raw. T O O. R-A-double-W. 
two W's. Mm-hmm. It's a lifestyle entertainment and management company. Mm-hmm. And he put out a post that said, looking to be a two raw model, looking to start OnlyFans or get OnlyFans management. Yeah. Okay. So look, why would someone starting an OnlyFans need a manager? Manage- and for those listening, right. I put air quotes on that as well. <laughs> yeah. Why? Um, like, what, what are you managing? I mean, for that, for protection, like the uh, like the, the the real hookers do. I I, I never got that either. Um, Kelly, you have a comment? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is an interesting dance I'm doing here because this there's a I, I'm not. I'm, it's stuff that I would normally probably say because you see, say it. It's a few feet away from me. It's you know. <laughs> and okay, uh, I don't get how real hoes need management. My hoes, respectfully, I mean hookers. Um, <laughs> respectfully, <laughs> respectfully. <laughs> I don't think it was no respect in the nowhere. <laughs> Sorry, no, respect no. left the room. <laughs> respectfully hoes really no nah, I'm just saying like what we you know for the women of the night street walkers mm-hmm. um, why they you know choose to to have you know a a, a, a dude collect collect their money for them and not even collect their money they actually give it to them I, I don't understand I knew a dude I, in another life who was a pimp um but he wasn't it, he wasn't stereotypical movie pimp, right? He was just like mm-hmm. a regular dude. I think he was like a software engineer or some shit. Um, <laughs> by day, pimp by night. Damn. Exactly. Um, okay. But he had four or five women. And uh, he would go to the clubs because they worked in the strip clubs and they would sell ass out of the club. <clears throat> and he would go to the club and just sit in the club and watch them or whatever. His thing was keeping them safe. Because there's really? nothing to, keeping or, them safe. Yeah. How? Well, I mean, look, his role was to keep them safe. Um, okay. Now, I don't, I don't agree with any of that stuff. But if a five foot two, hundred pound woman gets with a six foot two. 250 dude there's nothing she can't stop that guy from taking her money that she's already earned or taking her ass and not paying her money there's nothing she can do for, about that nothing but the threat of knowing it's a guy six feet away ten feet away sitting outside in the parking lot with a gun that's six foot two 250 he, he's more likely not to try anything so just the presence of a man willing to uh, institute violence is is a deterrent. None of that is okay. That's just me kind of explaining the facts. <laughs> gotcha. But I don't see how that translates to OnlyFans. You are in your house in front of your computer with a camera doing OnlyFans. Ain't nobody running up in there. They don't know where you are. Like, what Maybe do you need management for? What do you need a pimp for? And why for is he getting matter. into pimping? 
I just, <laughs> you, I just had, a, I just had a thought. I had two thoughts, two oh, thoughts. God. Um, your your man that was um, uh, technology. What was it? Uh, uh, I think he's like a software engineer or something like software that. Software engineer by day, pimp by night. Reminds me of uh, Gator uh, from the movie The Other Guys. What? You don't, you don't get it. There is a darkness inside of me. It wants. To get out, wants to walk around. Oh. It wants some walking around money, and it wants to buy some shoes, and it wants to, it wants to walk up with the people and say, "Hey, Gator, don't play no shit." You hear? You feel me? <laughs> Gator never been about that. Never, never been about playing no shit. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. It kind of, I just, I had that thought, but. <laughs> But explaining the the OnlyFans management thing sounds a lot like record labels. Now that you don't need a label for distribution, why do you need a label for promotion? Right. Same thing for OnlyFans. I'm sorry that just the the two just kind of correlate. Just like it's the same thing. You make your art, you put it out. You same thing for OnlyFans. So. Uh, yeah, Tiger, you you've been pimped already. Why are you gonna turn around and do it to somebody else? <laughs> Who has he been pimped by? The label or the Kardashians? The Kardashians. Probably both. <laughs> the question is who did it better? The labels or the Kardashians? <laughs> oh god damn. And uh, the ju- oh, the jury's man. still out on that one. I, so. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. Uh, yeah. So if you you're looking to you know do OnlyFans, uh, Tiger's here for you. <laughs> you looking to sell Either your ass? Or, He's there to take your money. Or, or Gator, Gator never been about that. Never never been about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of labels and pimps, mm-hmm. uh, what's up with your boy Wayne? You you said earlier he sold his masters. Yes. Um, so <laughs> there was a story. Let me find. Let me pull it up real fast. That um, he sold his masters for a hundred million dollars. Um, sells masters. There it is. Um, for a hundred million dollars, he wasn't the only one to do it, though. I I was looking. Somebody else did it. Uh, somebody in rock did it last week and I could not find that story. It popped up on my phone in the middle of the week. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. wonder why he would do that. And I, I never read the story. So now I'm, I'm like, what, where is it? Um, and Wayne was, he was sued by former manager, Ronald Sweeney, Sweeney, uh, for 20 million in unpaid wages and damages. So perhaps he's selling it to cover that bill, um, as well as his legal bill. But with all that said, with all due respect, I don't care. <laughs> I don't. I don't care anymore. Wayne, uh, Wayne showing up next to I, now. I respect it. Him, you know, him, uh, you have the right to endorse whoever you want. Did that just pop up across my speakers? Um, he, he pop, he can, he can, uh, show up wherever he wants. 
um, to endorse whatever candidate. But him, I'm still, I'm not over him endorsing Trump. I'm sorry. Uh, so, look, he can do whatever he want, right? Like, I wouldn't be pissed if he sold his car, right? It's whatever. But $100 million for his masters, I don't particularly like Lil Wayne. I've never particularly liked his music. <clears throat> but I cannot that's deny that's how um, the rest of the world loved it, still does, and the value of that catalog has to be more than $100 million. Absolutely. Has to be which more makes, than overtime. Which makes me think he, he did it out of place of duress. I wonder how I'm solvent he is. I wonder how much money. Let's let's do little Wayne net worth. And I know that's not net worth doesn't equal solvency. I know that because um, people will be like, "Well, his net worth doesn't mean it is." I, I get it. Um, as of twenty twenty, Lil Wayne's net worth is estimated to be one hundred and fifty million. That's so one hundred fifty million. Yeah, that's it. I wonder if I that includes his that. masters. Maybe. Probably. If we're talking net worth, they're probably talking property, cars, investments, masters. All right. So if his net worth is estimated at 150 million and he sold his masters for 100 million, okay. I still think it's undervaluing. Um, yeah. So that bugs me just from a financial standpoint. But the message that it sends to people who who own intellectual property, right? So he's sitting at the top of the game in terms of popularity, um, or he was sitting at the top of the game in terms of popularity and success. So people coming up under him will look at this move without any context and say, ooh, when I get to that point, maybe I can sell my masters for $100 million. I was always taught you never, ever, ever sell intellectual property. You lease it, but you don't sell it. You never sell intellectual property and you never kill a brand. Even if that brand wasn't super successful, you never kill it. Um, so I, I don't like the message that it sends and it makes me think of a, a story. So, and I'm not going to say the name of this crew, but there is a very popular crew here in Atlanta several years ago. And, uh, I got the call. This was back when I was doing music. I was producing. I got the call in the middle of the night. It was like, yo, this crew is in the studio um, and they need some tracks. Come through with about five tracks. Uh, we, can get, we can get you placed on this on the album. Okay. It's like dope. So I pull some tracks down. I hop in the car. I drive over to the studio. And they, they pulled a, the, <laughs> they pulled a sales trick, right? So they, they, Took the disc. They wouldn't let me come in the studio with them. It's like, oh, we're just going to go listen to it in the room. I was like, all right, man, whatever. So they go listen. I sit out in the lobby for about 30 minutes. And then they come back and they like, yeah, we don't really, we don't really like them. Um, it's two of them, though, that we'll buy them off of you for $1,200. And I said, no, thank you. Yeah. No. No. First, you, you don't let me in, which is a power move, right? Because right. you don't want me to see you if you like it. Because then right. now the value, I'm, I'm going to attach more value to it because you like it. Mm -hmm. Second, you make me wait. 
which is another power move. It's supposed to make right. me uncomfortable and put me in a, in a, in a uh, heightened emotional state. And then third, you come out and you downplay what I gave you in order to get me to agree with your evaluation of my stuff, my intellectual property. Nah, I know those games. No, $1,200 is not enough. I want right. points on the album. And that's what I told him. That's not enough money. $1,200 for the work I put into it up to this point. Okay. But I want points. Right. I want royalties. I want what's due me for you for using my stuff. And they were like, nah. So I was like, all right. I took my disc and I left. Um, and then somebody said to me later, they said, uh, well, how do you know that they just didn't record the tracks while they went? Right. I said, they can do that. I want them to do it and put the album out <laughs> because I got it copywritten. So I'll let them put the album out and I'll let it sell. Mm-hmm. And then I'll attach all of those reven- all of the revenue that they made up until that point. So the more money it makes, the more money I'm entitled to. Right. So it's, it's knowing that stuff. Right. Um, I wish Wayne hadn't sold his catalog. Yeah. If he was pressed, he yeah, should have put out another record. Unless Baby is still holding him up from putting out another record. I'm, I'm mm. pretty sure he is. That's insane. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he is. <laughs> like he, publicly, he'll say something else, but I, you know, I don't think they've really resolved what of all the issues that they had. And just going, I mean, they, I, 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 this maybe speaks to the kind of person that, you know, that Birdman may be, apparently. There's no one left at Cash Money. Mm. Just think about it. If you're a fan of Cash Money, you remember their era in the '90s. Yeah. Juvenile, yeah. BG, Hot Boys, everybody. Um, Was it Turk? Um, Tur- uh, uh, the and um Wayne, uh, mm-hmm. Manny Fresh, Manny Fresh, the producer who was very yeah. he was very instrumental in their success. There's no one left. They've all each left because of money. The last one left was Wayne. Was Wayne. And Wayne brought Drake and Nicki Minaj and himself, you know what I'm saying, and created something from that. And they still held the lion's share from that. Drake and Nicki Minaj have been able to branch off and I don't know if they've completely got out of their contracts. I don't know. But you don't but you don't really think about cash money anymore when you hear Drake or Nicki Minaj. No, you don't. They're their own brand. They're their own thing, right? Um, so, and then Wayne was the last one to go, Hey man, I ain't got no, that's why that, that little stab back in the day when, when Lil Wayne and Jay-Z was beefing back and forth just a little bit. And Jay did that, that, um, freestyle where he says something, when, when Lil Wayne says something about out kidnap your lady, something like, and when, and, and Jay-Z, I can't remember the exact lyric, but he was like, yeah, good luck with that. Um, and then he, there was a line he was said he said something to the effect of you know y'all got really to be honest a uh, hundred million y'all got baby money yeah I know what you're talking <laughs> about that's y'all got baby money double entendre uh. to be honest y'all ain't even got my lady money uh. <laughs> that's cold. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Z, the king, the king of the double, you know, the double smack. Uh, Y'all got baby money. Yeah, yeah. One, it ain't yours. Two, it ain't that much. <laughs> well, 
he gonna need some of it because right. my man 2020 has just been a horrible fucking year for him right <laughs> my man just pled guilty to the federal federal arm charges that we talked about what about two three weeks ago now yeah and is facing up yep. to 10 years in federal prison I think he's going to get every bit of those 10 years because he's a felon. I think so, too. And, and why not? So, it'll be interesting to, interesting ahead, to find out later on. It'll be interesting to find out later on if if him... Uh, that's why I say I respect it. If him uh, endorsing Trump had anything to do with these charges. And I mm-hmm. believe that it probably did. You know what I mean? The more I look at it, the more I agree with you. So... How, do, how did we get here, right? So if you're listening to the show for the first time or you don't care about Lil Wayne, uh, not deeply, but you're hearing this story now and you're like, what? What's going on? <laughs> well, okay. Back in 07, uh, he got caught with a gun in New York. If you don't know this, New York has some of the strictest gun laws in the country. Absolutely. Like in the top three yeah. or New, something like that. New York City, not to be confused with New York State. state. New York State, upstate and everything, even in Long Island, you can own a weapon and um, move around with it. Yeah. But not in New York City. You, you can't even, you can't, period, have one. Uh, you okay. can legally because of the Second Amendment, but good luck with that. Yeah. This, the, there are so many state laws and restrictions. Sorry, somebody was calling me on camera too. <laughs> and I was wondering if they were calling back. And the world isn't burning down, so they didn't call back. So, um, so 2007, he's in New York City. He gets stopped, caught with a, a 40 cal pistol. Uh, it was on his tour bus. He got charged for that. He did a year. He pled guilty as part of a plea deal. Um, he did a year. Or he, he was sentenced to a year. He did eight months. So now he is on record as a felon with gun charges. Right. Right. Felon. Right. Fast forward to 2019. He, uh, he's going on a, on a private plane. So he's in Opelika, Florida, down in Miami. He goes to the, to the airport. Police officers were there. Don't know why they were there. They were probably, you know, just doing their thing, you know, check the bags and all that shit. He tells them he has a gun in his bag. It's a <laughs> forgive. Forgive this, uh, everybody. If you don't want to be offended, punch out right now. It was a nigga pistol. Oh, boy. It's okay. a goddamn gold plated 45 cal. Jeez. He thought he was in a fucking James Bond movie or something. It's like, oh my God. Anyway, so that happened in December 2019. Fast forward to, what was that, October of this year? Mm-hmm. We see him all smiley faces with Trump, endorsing Trump and the platinum plan. Right. Trump loses the election. Shortly before that, when it's looking grim for Trump, it comes out that Wayne is being brought up on federal charges associated with that incident back in December of 2019. He goes to court. He pleads guilty. Now it's just up for sentencing. 
Right. Right. It's, it's not going to be a lengthy battle on this. It's just sentencing at this point. Yeah. I'm sorry. You going to have to fight to put me in jail. <laughs> I am not going to help you put me in jail by saying, yeah, I was guilty. I'm not doing that. Nope. No, I'm not guilty. Right. I mean, right. Now he messed up by saying, yeah, it was my bag. He was trying to be honest. It didn't work uh, out for him. I, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe he was trying to be honest. I don't know. Oh, he should have gave him that. Oh, my God. God. Lord have mercy. <laughs> it's been a shitty year for that dude, man. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But I'm, I'm still mad for him. I, I'm, I, like I said, I respect it because if it were me, <laughs> I probably would have <laughs> done the same thing. I'd have been tap dancing next to Trump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness oh god to change your name to just, Mantan that's right <laughs> both for Trump <laughs> with, with a piece of chicken in one hand and a watermelon in the other okay so the world must be burning down she's calling me on my other phone now hold please for okay. sure hello you have to watch the expression on his face to see. Um, I am actually still recording. So give me give me like another hour. I can go get it myself. Uh, okay. You what are you gonna FaceTime me when you get there? Or Yes, he might cast. Or you could just you could just wait. Those are famous last words. How hard could it be? Famous last words. <laughs> and also what women say. I, wow, I can hear her voice in, it's on the back. It sounds like... <laughs> really? Like giving him a piece of his mind. Uh, uh. It's like what you sound like, Kaylee. It's like what you sound like in my, in, yes. in my head. Yeah, but Tahir has told you I don't sound like that. No, I don't. So, bottle of wine and some whiskey. I really don't. You could wait an hour and I could come with you or you could FaceTime me. Yeah, one whole hour, Miss Impatient. Yeah, yeah. That's how important it was. It was liquor. Like, if if I hadn't gone to get your wine, how would you feel? God damn it, I'll go get it myself? Yeah. I will call you shortly. I speculate that it was was serious enough. I'll go get it myself. Right, yeah, see? (laughs) You ain't answering. Yeah, I get it myself. Yeah, see. All right. We, we were sorry just, about we that. We were just speculating what that <laughs> what that was. Um, not the world burning down for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, me and a coworker have decided to do something nice for another coworker. Um, oh, because no. he is he's really been he's he's been in the shit for the past six months and he'd like work until two in the morning and getting back up at eight in the morning. So, you know, I was like, he's, he's into bourbon whiskey. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, let's get him a, a nice bottle of whiskey, like a 60, $70 bottle of whiskey. And she started saying things that were not nice bottles of whiskey. And I was like, I'll get it. And just, <laughs> got it. because she doesn't drink the okay. stuff. I was like, I'll, I'll get it. And she's like, no, let's go get it together. And I was like, all right, well, we should be done taping about around three. And that was our calling saying, are you, are you ready? And I'm like, 
no, I needed about another hour. And she's very impatient. So she was mm. just yelling at me a little bit, which is fine. We yell I at did each hear other. That's what we do. I, I said her voice over the, you know, through your headphones, through in, into the microphone sounded like what Kaylee sounds like in my head. <laughs> you don't sound like that. Uh, you know how people say they have a work wife? Yep. I, That's her? No, she's not my work wife. She's my work ex-girlfriend that I barely get along with. <laughs> there had to be something along the line. Yeah, no, I, I can't do the... I, I can't do the work wife thing. No. <laughs> Kaylee, why not? Unless we have this conversation. Zaddy. Oh, so, okay. Um, there was a young lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. I went back to visit. I went mm-hmm. back to visit. Mm-hmm. And I was hanging out. And, you know, one of my old coworkers is like, yo, T, you looking... I'm getting zaddy vibes from you. I'm like, zaddy, I had never heard that term before. And um, I said, you know what? I like it. And so I told, <laughs> I told Kelly, I was called zaddy today. She's like, what the, who? Do I need to come and put hands? Who I got to come beat up? <laughs> it's like easy. But this was a young lady, former co-worker said I you know I have the disposition and stature of a zaddy and so I've been zaddy ever since um, hashtag is, new, z- new zaddy that means she was that means she was looking at you absolutely she should I am a <laughs> specimen to look at I'm gonna lock you up in a dungeon <laughs> <laughs> and then what else <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> Do I, need I can't to say on the air. I just I, I can, might I like can step that. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna lock you up in a dungeon. Oh yeah, we just started. Now you talking my language? What we saying Why, here? Why'd you wait so long? <laughs> <laughs> I've been telling you this for eight years now. God damn! Oh, All my right. Goodness. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh shit! Right, Do we, we want to wrap? Yeah, let's go ahead and wrap, and we can um, attack the rest of the, uh, the you know other stuff in the in the after show. Um, if you're if you're listening, Wait, thank you quick, for listening. Before we wrap, sure. Before we wrap, mm-hmm. um, Curtis Blow and Biz Marquee both yes. are, are doing better. Curtis Blow had heart surgery, had a situation with his heart. He's doing better. Mm-hmm. Biz, uh, we reported several weeks ago, months ago, that he had a mystery illness. He had, he was in a diabetic yeah. coma. Uh, and I think he had a, a stroke while he was in the coma. Mm. Right. Um, wow. Uh, but he is he is doing better. So uh, people take care of your health. Uh, you know the way you eat, uh, the way you you drink, the way you rest and exercise is very important, uh, and it can have well, effects for your long term life. Also, adding to that list, um, Sinbad's family also reports that he's doing well. Also, you know he had a stroke, um, a couple of months ago, I believe it was. It was reported that he was yeah. Ill. Um, and his his family is saying that he's doing better as well. So, um, keeping brothers lift up in, in, in prayer, but also take care of yourself, like Mike said, because you know, I, real quick as we as we wrap, I lost like fifteen pounds by sitting on my ass. <laughs> yes, apparently I yes, found yes. it. 
I stepped on the scale yesterday. I'm seven pounds south of two hundred. Yeah. Okay. And I'm a short dude. I'm about to say the difference is between Mike and I. If you can't, I'm like six five. Mike. Barely hit five feet, so <laughs> I'm not that goddamn Damn. short. <laughs> Mike, Mike is like three apples high. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> if the Smurfs had a black person, oh god! <laughs> oh my god, that was funny. Yeah, uh. man. Again, folks, thanks for listening. Um, uh, if you're watching. Stay tuned for the after show. Um, thanks to my wife, Kaylee G, for hanging with us today. Um, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for sharing um, your, uh, your your uh, beat a cop up story. I'm going to have to make that story worse every time now. It started with Kaylee just, you know, the time Kaylee slapped a cop. And I'm going to end it with the time Kaylee stomped out a cop. Did I tell you that story? And after. <laughs> you know what? We're going to stop. Make it progressively worse <laughs> than what it really was. We're gonna stop. The sad thing I'm from the Bronx. The sad Um, thing, Kaylee, is it probably won't stop. (laughs) It won't. It won't. That's why now it's like I just laugh about it. That's it. It's not, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, and there's no fun when she cops to it, so I have to make it worse now. (sighs) Up the ante. Thank you, sweetheart. I love you too. Thank you for hanging with us. Hey, um, thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging with us. Uh, make sure you subscribe on YouTube or just go to unpoppinshow.com and hit the subscribe button button there. You can find our audio. You can find our social, which is un- at unpoppinshow. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, TikTok is there, but you won't see no content because, you know, I've, we're grown people. Um... <laughs> I can't do that stupid dance that <laughs> <laughs> what what was it? What was it? Do it again? No, is that it? Would you swing your arms like Oh god. No, that's not it. You no, look that's like, not it. You look like Popeye killing roaches. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Hey folks, oh, um so next time if we don't talk to you to the next into the new year, happy new year, happy holidays. Whatever you celebrate, enjoy your time with your family. Enjoy your life. Enjoy. And don't take anything for granted, y'all. That's all, that's what I'll say. You know what I mean? That's what this year, 2020, has taught me. Don't take shit for granted. You know what I mean? Okay. And it taught uh, me not next? to take shit. Anyway. <laughs> it also taught me a new way to take a shit. I no longer take the one ply toilet tissue. You know what, goodbye. I've, I've, I've elevated my life no, ever since then. Goodbye. Now we get you know, super the real toilet tissue. I won't say the brand, you but know, you know what I'm saying. What? That two ply. Why? Don't do it for me no more. Too many no. times. I've had my finger touch the wrong We're thing. Done with in this, this conversation. Place. No, this is no. Too far. Mm-mm. All right. Yeah. Peace. Mike, I live with him. I don't take shit. I found a new way to take a shit. You know what? Go let the cat in. <laughs> oh, yeah. The cat has been in the window every five minutes. Like, hey, you going to let me in? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. she'll, sit, she'll sit right at the window, meow, 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 and then stop and just look at me. Oh, <laughs> it's the cat. Like, oh, I'm not saying I'm just looking like. You know, what she's, you know what she's about to be, right? What? Wop. 
<laughs> what else? It's about to rain out there. Right? Can't he just drop the bomb on us? Oh, I had to do it. Yeah. I had to do it. Oh man. So oh, this was you, fun. Thank you. I'm like, gonna, uh, are you you gonna hang for the after show or you you gonna disappear? Nah, my knees are bad. What the hell is that have to I don't you're sitting down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My knees are bad. What the fuck? What do you mean? You're sitting. Why? Why would that? Why would that even be? Yo, you don't understand. My knees right now, being bent like this for so long. Mm-mm. You're it in a work. chair. It don't. It, it hurt. Sorry. Oh my god, that was funny. Oh shit! <laughs> and my bladder's not what it used to be, so I gotta go. I don't, I don't understand it. All right, I'm sorry. Well, th- thank you, Mike. You that. good? Oh yeah, no, that that shit was fucking hilarious. God damn! It was just random out of left field. My knees are bad. <laughs> Why she drops shit like that randomly, and I always have to go, "What the? Huh? What are you?" What does that have to do with the oh, sky? God. All right. Okay. I know this is going to be unpopular, and I don't care. <laughs>